just a bit outside. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Call now at 615-844-5600. Alrighty then. Now, the McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin. And a good Friday afternoon to you. And yes, it is time for the McFarland Show here on WNSR. Darren and Justin here live at Tusculum Lane, Strike and Spare on Nolansville Road. This is Nolansville Pike. Nolansville Pike this way. To be exact. Yes, because back in the day, by the time we got all the way out here, it was Pike and not Road. Yes. So, you know, that's why it's Nolansville Pike. I would have to say, Darren, in, I don't know, 20 years of broadcast, I have never been live inside a bowling alley while people were actually bowling. Oh, well, you haven't lived then, This 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 is is something. This is really something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, welcome. Thank you. This is a thrill, honestly. (laughs) Like I'm, I'm smiling. So I mean, this is this is amazing. Well, just to let people know out in Radio Land, this is not like we've done. We're not pumping in fake sound. Oh man, that's not happening. Like bowling is actually happening here at fifty three fifteen Nolansville Pike, Tusculum Strike and Spare. Man, this is the location, man. This is where we're going to be the next two hours. Fantastic. Adam Johnson is along for the ride today, of course. Greg Pogue and John Burton were out here from 9 until 11 a.m., and so you got to hear that. They had kids, lots of kids oh. in the house. So we're the Why ad- didn't I get to go bowling when I was in school? We're the adult hour here. I guess know. so. <laughs> yeah, this is called we Friday to- <laughs> Happy Hour, so Pogue should be walking back in <laughs> in the next 5, 10 minutes. Adam, does that sound about right? Okay. Oh, man. Let's bring in Philip Cox, who uh, is the big cheese here, Justin. I don't know if you knew that. I did. He is the big cheese. In fact, it says that on his card. Big cheese. I don't have his card yet. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Philip, how you doing? Good afternoon. How are you all? Doing great. Doing Doing fantastic, man. This is is awesome. I, I will say this. While I've experienced what Justin has not, I haven't done it at this location, so. Well, welcome. Yeah. Welcome, yeah. We've had this one for about eight years now-ish, okay. um, nine years this year. So, uh, yeah, we've, we're proud to have it. It's, it's proud to be a part of, you know, the Strike and Spare family. We have 15 total now. Um, so, you know, we're growing. We're trying to do everything we can and provide for the community a place to come and hang out in the afternoon. Now, a couple of weeks ago, as you know, I visited your Murfreesboro location. That's correct. And took our baseball team, uh, the boys, the families. Had a great night on uh, Thursday, I believe it was. I believe that's when we did. Yeah, Thursday night. We had a great time. Um, that location. Wow. Is Different. that one of your newest locations? That one opened two years ago. October well, 2020. Okay. October 2020. So fairly new. Not our newest one. Our newest one is in Erlinger, Kentucky. Um, it's modeled more like... Hendersonville, if you've ever been yep, out there, been there. Okay. Except for the that. fact that that one has two floors, which is completely unique two to floors. what we do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but the, the Murfreesboro location, it is one of our newest ones for sure. It's totally different than what we're out here today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin said bowling alley. It's a. It does have a bowling alley feel. It's still a bowling oh, wait, center. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. Did I say it? It's That's a bowling okay. center. It's okay. We'll we'll forgive you. We'll I apologize. My apologies. No, it, I'm serious. I don't want to hurt. It. Yeah, I don't no, want to. Yeah, it's a, a kind of an inside <laughs> joke that okay. we talk about. You know, you you. you 
you park in an alley, you bowl in a center. I see. <laughs> I see. I got you. I think not I understand. To, not to correct you, but. No, no, um, no. Feel free. And it's I don't okay. like to park in an alley. Just, <laughs> no, just, no. It's just to. But Philip is right. W- People do that, but I don't like to one park One way in, alley. one way out in the alley. You know, <laughs> I don't like that. Okay. But, uh, but you know, it's, it's all connotation. But, it's, um, but yeah, we are. We're proud to we're proud to be a part of, of Nashville. Obviously, we've been here for a long time. Mr. Schmidto is our is our owner, and uh, he's been sure. a part of, of sports lore in, in Nashville for a long, long time. And uh, mm-hmm. and so yeah, things are good. Yeah, I would actually call the Murfreesboro location because I haven't had a chance to walk around here. More like a bowling complex because you've got everything. <laughs> like laser. Because trust me, when you send eleven year olds and just say go scatter, and you don't see them for an hour and a half. You got more than just bowling going on. For sure, for sure. It's uh, it's bowling entertainment center is kind of uh, kind of where we live because bowling is what we do. That's just that's that's the the basis of our business and and uh, and our model is bowling. So um, family entertainment center, is, you know, is another another term for it. But we like to say bowling entertainment center because bowling is what we are. Yeah. Do you have to be a good bowler, Philip, to work? Strike and spare. I was a terrible bowler. You, when I you first started. but you, he you said were. were. No, I, I was past, past, past tense. Past tense, Justin. I'm only past a decent bowler it. now. I'm only a decent bowler now. We do have several. We do have several managers and employees that are Bad? outstanding bowlers. Oh, okay. so so the oh, answer is some that are terrible. That's oh, not, really? That's not okay. ourselves. <laughs> so you do hire. Have you ever seen? Have you ever seen the Schmidt's bowl? No, <laughs> no, I haven't. No, I haven't. No, no. So the owners are bad bowlers. You wouldn't think that. You know they they come from the baseball world. They do. Yeah, you know, it's overhand. And but we don't Mookie, allow that. Mookie Betts comes from a baseball world, but Mookie Betts has bowled many three hundred games. Mookie is one heck of an athlete. Many three hundred games. He's a, he is a bowler. He's, a, he's a that's very good plural. Bowler. Yes. More yes. than once. More than once, yes. Which, you know, I it takes three games for me to get to 300 <laughs> on Adam, most times. Add them together. On a good day, two games add them to together. get to 300. You get where you need to go. Yeah, 300 for those, uh, for those out there who don't bowl, that's strikes across the board. Across the board, 12 in a row. Yeah. That's uh, is that happened? I'm assuming it happens here and all the it happens a lot. Oh, he said it happens players. a lot. It does. Really? It yeah. Does. Yeah. M- more so now than it used to. Really? A lot of reasons for that. But why? Why is that? Well, technology. Okay. It's like golf. You know. I mean, it, yeah. the technology's gotten better with the bowling balls and the and the oil that we put on the lanes, and it's become huh. not as difficult as it once was. Okay. That is sure. interesting. Well, now you still got to practice. I mean, it's still it's not easy. You know, like golf, you know, you'd think it's easy to hit a golf ball. It's just sitting on the ground. Um, the pins are just 60 feet away. You would think it'd be easier to hit them. But, uh, so there's a lot to it, but it's not as difficult as it once was. So Adam's a better golfer because of technology today. Probably. I'm sure yeah. it's helped him. I, I, he probably stripes it pretty good, I hear. Oh, so, I, I hear the stories. No, I, I haven't I'm seen it with my own eyes yet. I haven't either, but I've, you know, but it's, it's, I, I've heard the legend. Huh? You know, oh, really? I've heard the legend there. Okay, well, Adam says I have, but I'm going to have to see it again, in the a, newest version, because I have a feeling Adam is even better so than you before. You saw the old me. You ain't I guess I was going to say, you saw the old golfer, Adam. Yeah. You ain't seen new golfer, You haven't Adam. seen it after renovations. You ain't seen that. <laughs> Check me out now. What, why? If people are listening, they're in the area, or they're about to get off work, or they're done working, and they're looking for something to do, why would this be a good stop? Yeah, we're going in the weekend. This is yeah, this is this Friday. is where it's at. Come um, on, for sure. Yeah, you know it's a good time. It's very family affordable. Um, we offer a lot. You know, we have the restaurant. We have alcohol for those that want it. We have soft drinks for those that those that need it. So, um, you know, we're here for everybody. Everybody from the age of two to 
a hundred. You know, you can bowl. It doesn't matter. We got bumpers. We can help you out with that. Or, there you go. Or whatever. So it's a good family atmosphere. It's affordable. It's the it's the thing to do. No gutter balls, and even unless you you know you want that opportunity. But they got the bumpers. Make sure. That's right. You don't have to do that. If you got you ball want. ramps and light balls and heavy balls and we, yeah, we can bowl ramps. It. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Yep. Justin, was that what we we can set you up with a bowling ramp? No, 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 no. I shouldn't need that. <laughs> I'm, I'm not to that stage Are you, yet. Can you get to three digits or no? I Are don't you, know. Can you break 100? Can you break I 100? I haven't bowled in a really long time, so I really don't know, honestly. But, I mean, what's your, gut? What's, your gut? what's your gut telling you? <laughs> can I get to... Um, can you get to 100? Probably. I'm going to okay. say probably. Okay. But I don't... The competitor, I the competitor in me will probably rise up if I get too low. Then okay. I'll, I'll snap and get to the 100. I think I could. I think you can. I'm saying no gutter. You're not having the, the guards up. No, 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 no guards. We can't do that. I'm not doing that. Yeah, that's okay. embarrassing. Yeah, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah, there's no, times I, when I wish the guards were up, when it's not going well for me, but I I won't dip that way. No, I, throw, I will not no, go I, that way. Listen, I throw from the mound. Okay, I don't <laughs> I don't get in front. <laughs> I throw from. You know, I get up on top of the dirt and throw. Right? Nice, very nice. Well, Phil, thanks for having us. Hey, out. thanks for being out here. Really Absolutely. appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. This thank is you. awesome, sir. Thank we'll do it again. Thanks. Philip Cox, Tusculum Strike and Spare, 53-15, Nolansville Pike is where we're going to be until 4 o'clock. You just heard the man. Come on out. Have some fun. It's Friday. I don't think we really have to ask you too hard, right? It's Friday, and if you're done with work, then let's let's get the weekend started, right? Come on by and say hi. It's, yeah. a, you know, it's, a, it's a fantastic day. Uh, good driving uh, weather to get on over here. And, you know, for some, it's a, depending on who you are, it's if you're a Titans fan, some Titans fans are celebrating after the big hire today. Uh, so people are in a jovial mood. The sun is out. You know, good day for this. And if you come in here and you ask for the big cheese, they will go find Philip. So they know. Okay. It's cool. You don't have to. I mean, if you want you want to say his name, that's cool. But if you just say the big cheese, they'll. They'll, they'll find Philip. It is National Cheese Day, you know. He'll take, is it really? It is. I did not even know that. I'm on the news. I know these things. You do. <laughs> you you have a morning gig. <laughs> yes. And so you guys talked about that today? Yes, we did. Yes. Yeah. It is National Cheese Day. That's a real thing, and it is really today. Watch this. I've been doing this for more than a minute or two in radio. Uh, you know, there's also a new big cheese with the Titans. I do. Did you see that I segue I did that. right there? I saw that. That was nice. Pretty good segue. That was huh? smooth, sir. He was sworn in. Their big cheese was sworn in today. I'm not sure you take an oath exactly. I, I but think you know, I saw him raise his right hand. He take an oath. I swear. He put his hand on the playbook to make some good draft picks. Okay. I swear. <laughs> I to make some good free agent signings. <laughs> I swear. Well, to put together a good roster. They all swear it, and then you know they start calling names and numbers in universities, and it doesn't always end up that way. So we'll see. We'll see what we'll see what turns out from it. From sh- for sure. Uh, the Titans, of course, hired Rand Carthon today as their brand-new general manager. Uh, he took the time to speak to the uh, assembled media there, talked a lot uh, about uh, where he came from and his background. Uh, for those of you who maybe have not heard the press conference as of yet, uh, he also talked about uh, the word collaboration. I-, I wish we could put a count, and I'm surprised somebody hasn't done it. How many times the word collaboration was mentioned today during the presser? No kidding. Uh, between uh, between Coach Rabel and and Rand Carthen. Today's um, password is collaboration. 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 Now, is you know you know one of those things where uh, it's like Pee Wee's Playhouse. This becomes the word, and you say the word, and things happen. Will you say the magic word? Um, 
I wonder if uh thing that, that did jump out at me today, Darren, about the presser, and I'm sure we'll have some of it, and we carried some of it live on the air, but we'll have some of it coming up here, uh, is the fact that nobody seems to be in charge. Whenever the question came up, well, okay, who's making the decision? Well, we're going to collaborate yeah. on the decision. And I'm like, well, isn't that interesting? So we get to the, you know, third or fourth round here and we have a split decision because we know how this that's goes. How, that's not how it works. We know how this goes. You know, again, we know now the infamous stories about the, the two paths that could have been taken regarding players and which path was chosen and where the head coach wanted one guy and the GM wanted another guy and they ended up going with one player and one player ended up being, well, a Hall of Famer and the other one ended up being, you know, okay, but not fantastic. You can talk amongst your group but they have titles for a reason they do there's structure people get paid by titles and structure and people getting paid that amount of money for their title also have to make tough decisions because ultimately you're held accountable for those decisions i know when mike vrabel couple years ago, like, I can't believe you guys are so up on arms. Like, what's the big deal? It's just a title. Oh, the defensive the coordinator Shane thing. Bowen thing. It's like, yeah, Mike, yeah, well. you're a smarter dude than that. Okay, don't insult us and act like, well, then fine. Then everybody drop your titles. You're all the same. You're going to get paid the same. You all make the same decisions. That's not how it works, man. You're the head coach. You get paid a lot to make tough decisions. Yeah, you can talk amongst your group, but ultimately it's your you have the final say. Rand Carthon now moving forward is going to have the final say. Are we sure? Well because I mean based on what we heard today, hey, I'm not so sure about well, that. Well look, ultimately Amy Adams Strunk can always stand I, up in I'm a room positive on and that. say yes. no, no, no. So Yes. So Miss Amy, Miss Amy's going to be watching film and evaluating I, players. No, when we get to no. The know, answer is no. A fourth round outside linebacker. She's the one going pick this guy. If instead. so, they're in big trouble. I mean, they're in big trouble. You know, I don't believe that to be true. I, I believe that somebody is actually in charge, but they don't want to say that for whatever the reason. They At least have. not today. Not today. But why not? I don't know. You hired a general manager. I know your buzzword is collaboration. Yes. You can still collaborate and still make a decision. That person that you've paid to make the decision, right? Yeah. That's how it works. At least that's how I've known it to work. A few years ago when Did the I miss something? Is that no. are they doing business Philip, where you guys they do business differently these days where everybody just gets in a room and it's a group decision? I don't think that's how it works. You know, listen, Miss Philip here just talked about the fact that they have chosen and changed uh, with technology, the different oils that they use and things like that. When they made a decision, you know, I'm sure they talked about it a little bit, but ultimately somebody said, we're going to use this. Or we're like going to this do this. Over this. Yeah. I, we want to use this. Yeah, we know it's more expensive, but we're using this. That's the decision we've made, and I've heard everybody. I appreciate everybody's input, but ultimately I've made the decision we're going in this direction. Yep. 
I mean, and if you don't have that person, you know, that's, that can't be a collaborative effort. If somebody wants to use this brand of bowling, I'm sorry, bowling lane oil, or whatever, I'm sorry, I don't want to call it the wrong thing. But if, if somebody makes a decision to He's use. He's a little gunshot. Yeah, one kind, hey, listen, I'm not you know. <laughs> if, if people don't want to make the decision to use one kind of brand of oil and somebody wants to use another, no, somebody has to come in and go, hey, I've heard you. I appreciate you. We're going this route. Yeah. I mean, that's the, there has to be somebody in charge. It's a draft room, you know. That this we're not we're not in preschool. We're or not free agency, toys. or cutting players, or cutting players. They're Salary going cap to have cuts. to make tough decisions moving forward. At today, he's been sworn in, and he's got to get to work and roll up his sleeves because their season's done. Yeah, they're, they're, now it's about fixing their roster, right? And so, tough decisions are going to be made. Uh, Adam did show me video proof of yeah, himself, I saw, I saw some of that, myself, and Brad Hopkins. And I don't know where where was that? Was that Hermitage? Where was that? Gaylord. Gaylord. Oh, that was Opryland. Okay, I thought that, but I was like, uh. I had a I broke a driver head at Gaylord once at Opryland. I do, borrowed somebody's big driver head doing and shot it 75 yards down the fairway. You broke it hitting a golf ball? Yeah. But why well, I hit the ground instead of oh, the golf ball. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh. I was, was going to say. It was a what, bad thing. But say, what were you doing? All right. Clearly not doing what I was supposed to be doing. But, yeah, there was proof. So I, I still need to see the new Adam because my guess is that Adam is was not as good as today's Adam, you know, <laughs> on the golf course. So what we'll do is we'll come back. And we'll play a good, healthy portion of the Q&A session today. Rand Carthen, the new general manager of the Titans. Mike Vrabel in attendance. Amy Adams-Strunk was there in attendance. Mm -hmm. Did introduce the new GM. Yes. But they got out of the way. Yeah. And I don't I, – to my knowledge – She did not She did back. not say – I saw. Tighten up. Afterwards. No, no, she I didn't say tighten so. up or, or go, go tighten. I don't knowledge. think so. I, if, if, she, if so, she said so off mic. Off mic, yes. I missed it. But we'll come back and we'll play a good portion of that when we come back as you listen to the McFarland Show here on Nashville Sports Radio. Nashville's first curling venue is here at T-Line Nashville. Come check out T-Line Nashville and experience the world's fastest growing winter sport today. Curling is a fun and simple sport that's a perfect outing for friends, corporate events, families, or parties. T-Line also has classic bowling and modern bowling mini games. With over 20 HD TVs, you can come watch your favorite teams and some of the best food and drinks here in Nashville in the large bar and grill area. They also have an outdoor area with a fire pit and you can't forget the live music. T-Line Nashville is a one-stop shop for a great night out. Located at 106 Duluth Avenue and online at tlinenash.com, you can book your party now or give them a call at 615-439-1024. That's 615-439-1024. And make sure you give them a follow on Instagram and Facebook at T-Line Nash for all the news, events, and updates. T-Line Nashville, Nashville's first curling venue is here. Today on Hey Culligan, reverse to reduce. Here's Bob. Hey Culligan, I love fresh water, but I got plastic bottles coming out. Whoa, Bob, you are not kidding about the bottles. But did you know Culligan's reverse osmosis and always-on drinking water systems provide fresh, clean, delicious drinking water and help reduce the equivalent of over 15 billion plastic bottles from landfills worldwide? Holy fresh, (laughs) environmentally friendly drinking water. Am I right? Right, Bob. And we're already on the way. Let us help you out with free in-home water tests from a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. 
Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. Divorce can be complicated, especially if children are involved. If you're a father and want to protect your role in your children's lives, remember Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men with matters like these for 30 years, and we'd love to help you. Contact Cordell & Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firm's Nashville area attorneys, a partner men can count on. 810 Crescent Center Drive, Suite 160, Franklin, Tennessee, 37067. Online at CordellCordell.com. Needing a snow day? How about a dough day? Instant games from the Tennessee Lottery are bringing winning flurries and drifts of cold hard cash. With chances at breathtaking top prizes up to $4 million, sled to your nearest Tennessee Lottery retailer and score a chance at a dough day. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Hey guys, it's Zach from the Afternoon Stretch. I want to invite you to T-Line Thursday, January 26th to join Bruno Reagan and myself for our live show. T-Line is located at 106 Duluth Avenue in Nashville and we will be there from 4 to 6 p.m. and you can meet Bruno and me, most importantly me, in person. Come hang out, enjoy the great food, games, and join the fun with us January 26th from 4 to 6 p.m. live from Nashville's first curling venue, T-Line Nashville. Back here on the McVarland, Joe Darren and Justin here at Tusculum Strike and Spare. 53-15 Nolansville Pike. Got a lot of bowling going on right now. Phil Cox told us in the first segment, 300s are not uncommon. Pretty amazing. Yeah, they knock them down around here. Yeah. You know, I've, I've been seeing one guy over there. He, I mean, he's on an absolute uh, tear uh, a few moments ago. So, I mean, you know, they, no, they, they, they are uh, good around here they're good now we're about to find out moving forward can Rand Carthen be good for the Tennessee Titans in fact before we get out of here this hour I will um, read to you I reached out to someone in the 49ers organization okay and asked them about Rand Carthon right. and if they could lend any insights to their dealings with him outstanding uh, and I'll read you what they said to me outstanding okay looking forward to that but first let's get a healthy dose of the Q&A of some things that were directed at Rand's direction and Mike Vrabel's direction in today's presser
know, I don't go out seeking, you know, to be the first black at anything. I just want to be the best me. And, you know, um, very prideful. Um, but I just want to be the best. I don't want, I don't care if it's black, I don't care if it's white, I want to be the best. And the significance of it, uh, my aunt who's here, she texted me and asked. And I was like, honestly, I don't know. And she was like, well, you might want to find out, <laughs> you know, and know. And so that's when it first, you know, dawned on me um, that I was the first black GM in Titans history. What kind of whirlwind has it been laying since you got the job, I guess, flying back and forth across the country, trying to learn, I guess, players on this team, people in this building, uh, getting your family here? What, what has all that been like for you? Man, I tell you, a um, little bit of context. First interview was last Friday. Second interview was Tuesday. So let me, let me rewind. First interview was Friday fly back to the Bay Area, San Francisco, play Seattle on Sunday, oh, Saturday, <laughs> go to that game, get a email from Burke, you know, uh, Saturday night, hey, if we wanted to bring you back, when can we do that? We set a date, I get a text from Burke Sunday morning, hey, we need to push it up, I'm back on a flight uh, Monday, back here, interview Tuesday, get a second interview, I'm sitting in the airport, and that's when I got the call know from Miss Amy um, just really sitting in the terminal uh, receiving all this information that my dream was coming true and can't react because I'm in a terminal full of people that don't that don't know um, and I remember calling my wife and telling her and she kind of thought I was playing because I, I had to keep a stoic straight face and uh, but from that point it's been it's been a whirlwind right so that happens Tuesday I fly home Tuesday night uh, uh, go to the uh, 49ers building Wednesday, get a few things. We're on a flight the next day coming here. And so it's been a whirlwind. I can't, I'll be honest, I, I don't feel like I've been able to fully process it, you know. Um, but, you know, it's been it's been great. This is what I always dreamed of, and so I'm just embracing it all. I, I joke and I say, you know, it's cute to play, you know, Golden State Warriors football on, you know, October, September. But when those conditions change and you can't throw the ball up and down the yard, you better be able to run it and you better be able to defend it. And I think if you look at the teams that are in the playoffs that are still playing at this at this stage, everybody's able to run the ball. So I think, you know, that you can win championships that way. How much does you? All right. That was uh, Rand Carthen, the brand-new general manager of your Tennessee Titans, talking to members of the media earlier today over at uh, the Titans facility. And uh, it's the beginning of a brand-new era here for the uh, Two-Tone Blue as uh, now they'll begin to try and answer some really, really big questions about the football team and uh, the direction that they're going to go. The last thing that the new GM just talked about was whether or not he felt like they could win running the football. And he said something, you know, pretty interesting. He says, um, yes, and all the teams that remain right now in the playoffs uh, have the ability to run the football, which I disagree just a little bit, Mr. GM, who knows a lot more about football than I do. I, I don't think the Buffalo Bills can really run the football myself. 
Um, Kansas City can't. You know, I, I, you know, I, I hear what he's trying to say, but there's a couple of teams left who I don't think really have a good running game or really don't have the ability to run the football. Even when they need to run the football, they don't or can't. So, you know, it, it'll be interesting. And, again, listen, I, I understand that today is day one. I understand today was the, the sunshine and rainbows day. Um, and, and everybody is smiling and happy and hugging and music and laughter and, you know, and tight and blue, and blue Jordans and, and the whole thing. Um, but, you know, it won't be long before decisions are made and uh, we start finding out what we really have here for sure. Some news from the Bengals real quick. Um, they just announced that their left tackle, Jonah Williams, who was hurt in their win over the Ravens, yeah. and right guard Alex Kappa will not play in Sunday's game in Buffalo against the Bills. Yeah. That's not good. No, it's not. That's not good. However, it's not good, Darren, but this is the same football team that gave up nine sacks last year and won a playoff game. Uh, Now, granted, they were not playing an offense as explosive as the one they're going to see on uh, this weekend. Uh, But still, if anybody has experience overcoming offensive line challenges, it's the it's the Cincinnati Bengals. They've got a ton of weapons on the outside and they can find creative ways to get T Higgins and Jamar Chase the football. Then they can still do a lot of damage uh, with or without um, their their offensive linemen there. Um, Let's see. Devlin is telling us. So we had to. We had to back out. It was really low. The audio was really low. So I think uh, Devlin has made a change back at the studio. And let's find out if we can get a little bit better levels and continue on with a little bit more of this press conference. So, Devlin, I'm going to turn it over to you and let you hit it. Picture of a prospect for the scouts and coaches before they actually see him on film. I think my playing experience um, just gives a different context, right, in terms of the evaluation you know, process, uh, things I learned, you know, playing with Peyton Manning. You guys, you know, you know Peyton for the Omaha and all those checks and calls, but it gives you, you can't just know your spot playing with a guy like that. So you have to know what everybody, you know, is doing. And I think it kind of opens up your eyes uh, when I'm from this vantage point of being a talent evaluator, of being able to understand who's making the mistake, who's right, who's wrong. And sometimes it kind of helps you, you know, paint a better picture uh, of those young men that are playing. Analytics uh, have the have the Niners and, and Rams front office used analytics in helping you to select players, both pro and and in the draft. And what do you think about analytics use by by your coach? No, um, we've used analytics a lot um, in the 49ers. Um, in actuality, Koisi uh, Adolfo Mensa, who's now the GM uh, in Minnesota, he ran our analytics department uh, a couple years ago. Uh, spent a lot of time with those guys. I think it definitely pays a part. You know, we trust our eyes as scouts, but sometimes the data can drive you uh, to a decision and help you see it from from a different vantage point. So I think there's a place in our game for it. Um, you know, uh, we've talked about it um, in the, during the interview. I think in the in the genesis of uh, analytics, it was kind of pitting analytics and scouting, you know, against each other. And a lot of the things we did in scouting was essentially analytics. It just didn't have the title. So it has a part in our game, and we're going to use every tool here to uh, help us build a championship roster. Yeah, the first NFL Accelerator program, you get this job. Ian's right here with you. Do you think that's coincidence, or was it that helpful? 
No, I think it's helpful and, uh, you know, extremely appreciative, you know, to uh, Commissioner Goodell, you know, Jonathan Bean and all those beautiful people at the uh, league office that spearheaded the program. Uh, again, that was my first introduction, you know, to this group of people. And they they were they embraced the process, just being able to be in a room this size with owners and potential GM candidates. Um, they were open to the conversation. And my initial conversation, you know, with them, I guess, allowed them to be a little bit more comfortable with me and want to explore the possibilities. So it works. You know, I, I'm, I'm here, I think, in part uh, because of it. So it works. So it's something that I hope the league continues to use and continue to find a different way to grow it. Individual experience that you had scouting with this 49er group, like an individual player that there's a story that you're really proud of that has materialized itself with the current 49ers roster. Um, that that one, um, two things, two stories, quick ones. You'll quickly learn about me. I like to tell stories, uh, um, and it's not necessarily about myself, right? Um, we talked about analytics earlier. Um, Demetrius Washington, he's the uh, VP of Ops for Minnesota. He ran our uh, analytics department after Kwesi left. Uh, he does his metrics, you know, to find, you know, all his guys. So he comes to me, he has a running back, and he's like, man, my numbers are telling me this is the best outside zone running running back in the draft. He was like, but I'm not walking in there with Kyle with just this paper to say that. Can you watch this guy and see if you can confirm what, my, what the tape saw? And I watched the tape. That was my first exposure to the player, and I agreed with him. And then that player ended up being Elijah Mitchell that we took in the sixth round, which last year, if we don't have Elijah, we don't go on the run that we went on. And even added to that story, uh, D'Amico Ryans, it was his first year as D coordinator, and that round, that pick was going to be his linebacker. And D'Amico, some kind of when he came in the draft room, Elijah's tape was on. And he was watching Elijah, and he called Johnny Holland, our linebacker coach, up and was like, Coach, this running back is better than the linebacker we're going to pick. And so we shifted from taking a linebacker and took Elijah. And it just kind of shows to the collaboration of how that whole operation works. Um, so those are the two, two that stood out. What is it about the uh, What is it about the 49ers organization? What did you learn from that, that they've had – such success with guys like Mitchell or George Kittle, even Brock Purdy in, in the late rounds of drafts? So um, that was one of the things I touched on as well in my uh, interview. Um, again, it goes back to the word collaboration. You know, that fifth, sixth, seventh round is work of the scouts and it's the work of the assistant coaches, those guys spending time together, understanding the scheme and finding players, quote-unquote depth-level players that are going to fit our roster and help fill out the bottom of our roster. So those are the, the areas where you start to use more of your staff, right? And so us being able in San Francisco to hit on those picks was totally a, a collaboration of our assistant coaches and our scouts. Identity of the Titans the last few years. What jumps out, and do you feel like that your preference and what you're going to bring is is going to fit that existing identity? What jumps out is how hard and how tough this team is, how hard they play, and I think they're uh, the team has been made in the image of our head coach. You know, Mike is a tough guy. He works hard. I just almost said something else, and I saw my kids sitting there. Uh, but um, I think I, I think the team is built in his image. And, and, and what Mike believes in. And like I said before, you know, our 
core foundation of f football comes from the same tree, and I, I and I believe in those. This team's been devastated by injuries the last two years. But did you discuss that with Mike, and how much do you envision kind of turning over every stone to see <laughs> what medical department, science, analytics, uh, all of those things tell you about how to to maybe limit those uh, as best you can in a violent sport? Um, we, we talked about it, and we're going to explore every option to figure out how we can keep our guys uh, on the field. But like you said, it's a violent sport. There's not going to be a perfect way to keep everybody healthy. That's just not possible. Um, but we're going to explore every option to figure out how we're going to be able to maximize uh, keeping our guys on the field. What's your policy then or your idea on bringing in guys who are currently injured or have a history of injury? I mean, obviously, you don't want to hopefully not bring in, you know, injured guys, right? You can't, you can't get anything out of anyone if they're not available, you know. So our, our, our mission is going to be to put, you know, systems in place where we can get guys on the healthier side. Um, but, you know, once you, once you kick this thing off, nobody's ever 100%, you know, again. So it'll be about, you know, maximizing guys with where they are. Rand, how familiar are you with this roster already? And kind of walk us through the process for you the next couple of days or weeks trying to get up to speed with where this team is currently uh, I have a solid baseline uh, of the team um, you know um, you know that's a part of the interview process right you, you can't go in there and try to fake your way through the job because Miss Amy's going to ask the question and she knows the answer so um, I feel good about my knowledge of the roster um, but again that's tape I don't know the people you know, and that's where uh, Vrabes and I, when we spoke, you know, he was giving me a, a little insight on the people. So I think that's just as important, you know, because uh, I have a thing, you know, it's not mine. I stole it from a friend. It's called a 21-3 rule, right? So, um, and he's, he's in the NBA. Um, we all have a way of seeing these players as players 24 hours a day when in actuality they're only players while they're in your building. So uh, I think it's just as important to know the people um, just as well as you know the player. You know, so that's the area where with our roster, I want to get to know the people. And I'm going to make a couple phone calls to a couple guys, you know, when I leave from here. Um, and what was the second part of your question? Just what the process is like for you in the next couple of days and weeks, getting up to speed with um, that currently. Meetings and more meetings. Um, you know, Vrabes and I are going to continue to spend time together, uh, continue to spend time with the scouts. Um, again, I'm learning their systems and processes uh, right now uh, for the next four months, uh, learning their language. So it's going to be, you know, time on task. So uh, uh, that's, that's going to be it for the next four months until we find the right process that fits, you know, our organization. It's not about what I want to come in here and do, but the scouts, you know, they're the lifeblood of what we do. So I want to be able to put something in place that benefits them. Um, and so we're going to continue to create that over the coming months. Discussions yet about the offensive coordinator opening and just kind of how involved in that search do you want to be? No, like I said, man, I just got here yesterday. Um, <laughs> just got hired on Tuesday, <laughs> you know. Um, I'm here to help Mike in any way um, that he sees fit. Um, obviously, Mike has been here. He has a way he wants to do things, and I respect that uh, totally. So wherever I can add value to Mike from that standpoint, I'm here for it. I don't think that matters because um, I think the 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 word and and what we truly believe here is collaborating. I think I think all that comes down to, in my opinion, is a matter of of ego. Um, Mike and I we're here to work together, and we're going to bring the people in here that we see fit. And we're not going to see it the same way all the time. But he and I will have the mutual respect to be able to work through that, and we'll get the right people in here. 
All right, there you go. That, that was a good, healthy dose of, of Rand Carthen. Um, we're going to talk to David Beauclair to begin the second hour, get his thoughts on the new GM being sworn in. A lot of work ahead for him. Before we take a break here in this first hour of the McFarland Show, let's go to the phone lines. Adam is up in Portland standing by. Adam, what's up? Dude, are y'all ready to run through a wall for that guy? I, I mean, you can see why they were impressed, right? I loved him. Yeah, and he's a cult, man. I hate everything Colts, man. So the, the <laughs> fact that he could get me being a cult is pretty good for him. Uh, yeah, no, dude, that's what I wanted. Now, I don't want the J-Rod thing where it's – and I'm not just going to bag on J-Rod, but, like, you know, guys that are super polished and going to answer questions the right way and super political, that dude was like, yeah, you ask me a question, I'm going to give you an answer. And basically I walked away going, all right, this guy knows what the heck he's talking about. I'm going to listen to him. I'm going to trust him as a fan. I love the word 49ers by his name. He's still young and, like, he's got a young family. He wants to bring them up the right way, like, through, through the Titans and, you know, bleeding two-tone blue. So, hell, yeah, man, I, I was excited to, to hear him. I was really nervous about the hire because I'm like, I've never heard of him. But, yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited to see that guy. Well, Adam, have you, had you heard of any of the people that they interviewed? Yeah, so I had seen I'd seen several of them actually. Like the the personnel for the Titans, especially, I'd done my homework on them. And I, I after I started looking at it, I'm like, okay, I remember him in an indie uniform for a second, but he was a sorry running back. Like he wasn't he wasn't good enough really to compete with like Joseph Die and the other guys they had coming up, you know, through the Colts at the time. But but the more I started studying him, I'm like, okay, like this dude everywhere he goes. Like baller players are created, and it's that's that's what you want, really. Like I don't think everybody's talking about the Niners. I don't think anybody that's quarterback in the Niners is extremely special right now. But it's like they're the right guys for that team, and that's that's kind of what excites me. Is like, all right, just go find us the right guys. They even joked about it in the pressure, didn't they? Like, hey, you know, I, I need some I need some kick returners. Uh, Rand, go get me some kick returners. You know, so like. He, he not, he's going to be able to bring the right guys to Tennessee, I think. Yeah, Adam, look, I think there was a whole lot to like, and appreciate the phone call, as yeah, always. Um, we'll, we'll discuss that on the other side. I know we've got more phone calls to get to as the phone lines are blowing up and loading up. 615-844-5600. We are here at Tusculum Strike and Spare, 5315 Nolensville. Pike, come by and see us. We'll be here until 4 o'clock. As you can tell, a lot of people have been bowling. But, yeah, we'll kind of weigh in on some things that we heard, take more phone calls to close out the first hour of the McFarland Show. Are you looking for a trusted partner who knows AT&T business inside and out? ABS Communications is an organization built on the premise that telecom solutions and working with companies like AT&T can often be complicated and the customer needs someone to help them navigate through these complexities. They make complex simple. Whether it's helping maintain, manage, or secure your business, ABS Communications is here to help all your business telecom and mobility needs. Their business was built with the goal of simplifying the process of connectivity for the customer and establishing a long long-term relationship of trust through transparency and accountability. ABS Communications is a top five AT&T authorized agent with over 200 years of AT&T technical experience. You can call Mark and the gang at 615-349-8588 or you can visit their website at abscomcomm.net. And remember, mention the McFarland Show to ABS and you could get up to $250 in a Visa gift card for new ABS business customers. 
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, this is Joe Cordell. Cordell & Cordell is a firm that practices family law exclusively. We focus on only one area of the law to maximize our strength and effectiveness as advocates for clients that have everything on the line. Their homes, retirement, savings, and most importantly, their children. We're the partner our clients count on. If we can be of help to you, give us a call. Schedule an appointment with one of Cordell & Cordell's Nashville area attorneys. 810 Crescent Center Drive, Suite 160, Franklin, Tennessee, 37067. We're going to get into our routine with Daily Tennessee Jackpot. You got a dollar? Let's have some fun with it. Let's get those numbers going. How many are we picking? And one. And two. And three and four and five. Let's go. All of us Tennesseans are having fun now. Let's play and play. Work out a win with drawings every day when you play Daily Tennessee Jackpot. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Your exclusive National Sports Radio WNSR Skies Can Forecast. Today's going to be sunny with a high of 40. A mainly clear night tonight, low 28. Saturday, sunny, high 50. Sunday, clouds and showers, high 50. Utilizing the resources of the Motherbug Network on National Sports Radio, I'm WNSR's meteorologist, Jim Rinaldi. Sports Radio WNSR. Back here on the McFarland Show on this Friday afternoon. Hope everybody's getting excited for the weekend. Absolutely. And honestly, if you're a Titans fan, and I look, uh, I'm going to say this disclaimer up front. I get it. When people say, "Oh, you won the press conference," like and that's not really that big deal. It really is, though. Like if you if you oh, don't no. win a press conference, you have to go. Wow, if you can't make a good impression from oh, yeah. jump. Oh. Like, ooh, We've that's seen, not Listen, that's I've not seen good. some bad ones, some some that really didn't land well, and I mean that from all across, whether you're the Titans general manager or your brand new uh, elected position, a, a brand new, you know, mayor or senator or governor or whatever, brand new CEO of a big, important company. Sometimes that first pressure doesn't go well. You don't answer the question. You don't handle the question well. You look unprepared. It shakes the confidence. It looks bad. Of the entire organization. From jump, yeah. It does. It's like I'm, this guy or, or woman doesn't know what they're doing. Look, we're, we're not surprised that he impressed today, right? The way there are more people out there that feel like Adam that don't, right? That I just called agree. in. I would agree. Adam in Portland. There's no doubt if you listen to Rand Carthen today – you feel probably you're in the camp with Adam. Like, you're excited. Like, all right. Yeah. This guy answers the questions. True. He seems to be pretty genuine with his answers, right? It wasn't stock. It wasn't just cookie cutter, you know, going through the motions. Like, the, by the way, he had some passion. Oh, he did. In, in his his speech today or his talk today, his presser today. So, I, I get it. No, and he's very genuine. Uh, or at least it feels very genuine uh, of what he's saying with that. 
um, you know, he's really, really something. So, and, you know, we'll see if it sticks and stays. And, again, the proof will be in the pudding when they actually start, you know, getting players in here. Uh, and they hire a general, and not general manager, they hire an OC. That'll be the next thing that comes up here uh, that will really tell us a lot about the direction that this team is going to go in moving forward. Uh, because the o OCs, you bring in a guy, you don't bring in an OC to learn a system. You bring in an OC to bring whatever system they've been running somewhere else to you. And so whoever they hire will tell a whole lot about where we're going here. If we're going to stay with a run-first type of offense or if we're going to switch and do something a little different. Yep. All right. Let's go back to the phone lines. A lot of people want to weigh in. Let's go to Eric. Eric, you're up next here on the McFarland Show. Welcome in. Hey, guys. I wish I could be there with you guys, but I had a physical therapy session earlier today, so that's why I'm not able to do any bowls or something like that. I'm hoping to do that one day eventually. Uh, it's going to be about four or five. Four, four, I haven't been bowling like four or five years. Did, didn't hear the press conference, guys, because I had to do a physical uh, therapy session today. So I'm just looking forward to it. You know, I'm trying to be objective and excited about it, guys. But it's kind of, for me, it's, it's kind of a wait to see and see what happens. But uh, I was just going to give my thoughts real quick on this weekend's NFL games. Uh, All right. I, I tell you what, I think an AFC, the one home team I don't see losing is Kansas City. Whether it's close or blowout, I just do not see Jacksonville winning that game, guys. Maybe they keep it close for half, Kansas City, but I just think Kansas City, because of experience and everything, is going to end up winning. The Cincinnati-Buffalo game, guys, I am kind of surprised. Not the Buffalo's favorite, but it's five and a half, and I've heard in some places it's six points. I really think Cincinnati's going to win the game. I know people say they've got three offensive linemen out. But after what Joe Burrow did last year, getting sacked nine times, all the offensive line problems, he still got the Super Bowl. That's why I never count this guy out. And I think with T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, and Joe Mixon, they've probably got the best offense in the AFC right now with those guys. And defensively, I think Cincinnati has a little bit underrated. I think Joe Burrow at times – I mean, excuse me, Josh Allen, I'm sorry, at times tends to be reckless with football. And I think ever since Vaughn Miller's been out, the uh, Buffalo defense has not played as well. So that's why I give Cincinnati a shot. As far as the NFC guys, depending on the health of Jalen Hurts' shoulder, even though it wasn't listed, I just think his shoulder still is an issue. I'm not saying the Giants are going to win. I think they're going to make it interesting, guys, and keep it close. But I think in the end, Philadelphia's going to win. They could maybe pull away late and score and win that game. And, guys, as far as Dallas, I love the Cowboys. would love to see them win. I just don't see it, guys. I just think with the 49ers defense the way it is, I don't know if Dak is going to be successful because for him to be successful, they've got to be able to run the ball. Pollard and Zeke Elliott do it a little bit more than they did against Tampa Bay. I think the 49ers are the best offensive NFC with uh, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, and George Kittle. Uh, I think it's going to be tough, but I will say this. Brock Purdy's never faced defense like Dallas. It'll be the best defense he's faced. And if they can keep it close and make it interesting, uh, they could give him some issues. But I still think the 49ers are a better team especially with the fact that they've had a little bit more rest time than the Cowboys did, having played Dallas played Monday night in San Francisco last Saturday. So, but we'll see, guys. But uh, as always, good to talk to you. Y'all take care and have a great weekend. Thank you, Eric. You do the same. Um, I feel very confident in the AFC. I feel very confident that Kansas City is indeed going to beat Jacksonville. I feel very confident that Buffalo is going to beat Cincinnati. I feel very confident about that. I believe Kansas City and Buffalo – will play in Atlanta at Mercedes-Benz Stadium <laughs> in their neutral site game. Like a bowl game. 
And I do believe if there's going to look like a bowl game, <laughs> like that's right. The Peach Bowl. Except for everybody will show up to this and so they will not opt out. I no, don't believe any no, players will no. opt out. No. Because they're already playing in the pros. So yeah. they're not going to opt out to no, no opt work out. on their NFL careers. No opt out. I believe the best shot of upsets is really in the NFC. I really do. I, I, I think the Giants could. I'm not predicting, but they could. I don't think it would surprise me. I think Jalen Hurts is still banged up. I think he hasn't played in a while. He could be rusty. Philadelphia had the bye week. I don't think the bye week always serves everybody well. I think the Giants yeah. could possibly pull off that upset. Could. Um, I don't like the Cowboys to beat the 49ers. I think the 49ers are going to win that. But I wouldn't be floored no. if the Cowboys won. But I, I do believe the 49ers are going to win. But I feel pretty confident about Kansas City and Buffalo. I do. I know Cincinnati is a sexy upset pick, and I get it. They deserve it. They were in the, they were in the Super Bowl last year. They're red hot right now. But, you know, his offensive lineman, don't forget, they already lost Leo Collins. They yes. already lost him for the year. Yes. Now you've added two more starters out of the mix. Yeah. He's back to last year when their offensive line was a train wreck. Yeah. And so I think it's going to be too much to overcome, and I think Buffalo's going to win. I, I will say very quickly, because I know we want to get to uh, Tony in Nolensville uh, before we get to the top of the hour here, but uh, I, I just want to address the, the fact that I think it's very unfair uh, to what's going on with the Dallas Cowboys. This is the first year they tried this Monday night thing in the playoffs, and to ask the Dallas Cowboys to come off Monday night – in Tampa, Florida, go home to Dallas, get up the next day, you know, and start prepping for a game coming up, you know, over here in, you know, in San Francisco on what is now a short week, I think is very unfair to the Dallas Cowboys. And, and I understand life is hard, and I get it. This is big boy football. I got it. But they didn't have to play the game on Monday night. You know, this is something they were doing. And if you played the game on Monday night, it's, it's was going to leave somebody short. Now you're giving another team two extra days rest. The 49ers, who, didn't, who played on Saturday, and now, you know, they're going to get two extra days because you wanted to have a Monday night football game. And that's, that's rough stuff. Let's go in to Tony in Nolensville. Not too far from where we are. Not at all. As a matter of fact, we're on Nolensville Pike. So, yeah. <laughs> What's up, Tony? Good afternoon, gentlemen. First of all, my intentions was to be there with you all today and see the operations and all that. However, I got wife trapped, uh, and um, I'm sitting waiting on her right now. As she is doing, running an errand, and I'm um, having to, uh, I got wife trapped. In the you, you have husband day. duty, Tony. That's what you have. You didn't get wife <laughs> trapped. Don't no, say that. Tony. You I, have I, husband I duty. To be there with you. <laughs> well, I got to be honest. This is now twice Tony has called in and blamed his wife for not listening on Monday and not being here today. Got, this is twice. Got husband duty. That's all. Husband. <laughs> You, you listen. You got that It's keeping harmony there. Keeping <laughs> yeah, man, I, I'm with you, Tony. You don't have to explain nothing to me, Tony. It's, I got it's you. It's not having to sleep in the doghouse. I know. You, you have to explain nothing to me, Tony. You're only you're only on the phone with us for a few minutes a day. You got to live with her. You're making smart decisions here, Tony. There you go, guys. Uh, on the picks this weekend, uh, Darren, I think I'm right there with you on all four. I just think that's where it's at. And as far as the general manager goes, yes, he won me over at the press conference. 
I think he seems to be polished in a lot of areas. He seems to be knowledgeable in a lot of areas. And at the same time, he come across to me as a, you know, a regular guy, one of us. Yeah. Not a stiff. Not I agree, a I would agree with that. And he come across as, hey, I, I, I'm a fan too. And, you know, I want this yeah. work as much as y'all do. So, and I really, I'm buying into it. I'm buying into it. So, that's my take on it. Guys, have a great weekend. Thank you and have a good, y'all just stay safe. Have a good weekend. All right. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, too. you Tony. And your weekend is going to be better because you are, you know, appeasing the Keep wife. Keep up the good work, Tony. Doing what you need to do, brother. I mean, you could have come down here. He's doing us, what he needs to do. But you, you did what you need to do. But, I mean, you could have come here and seen us. <laughs> but, I mean, it's good that you did that. But, I mean, you could have come here. You know, why are you trying to? Why are you trying to get Tony in trouble? That's called playing both sides. Okay, <laughs> just, just. I'm just, playing both sides. Just terrible. Just you see, my knees are hurt. You see all that jumping back and forth on the fence. I saw that. That's why One you hurt yourself. One side to the other side. That's why you hurt yourself. That's why I have a torn ACL. That's why. All that fence jumping. <laughs> fence jumping. <laughs> it's messed up. Yeah. No, it was. Uh, he Rand Carthen did feel relatable. He did. Oh, I without question. He, you could. Feel relatable to him. He didn't come off as in, I'm up here and you folks are down there. Not at all. Not at all. He felt very relatable down to down to the Jordans. Okay, <laughs> the Jordans matching his tie, and it, he seems like he's got regular real world problems, uh, and which is great. On ABC News, I'm Tom Rivers. In Germany, a major meeting of world defense leaders looking to coordinate future military aid to Ukraine. At issue, who will provide the battle tanks Ukrainian leaders say they desperately need to continue the fight against Russia. Ukrainian President Zelensky addressing the group remotely this morning. U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin is there announcing another $2.5 billion in aid. FAA confirmation now on what caused last week's hours-long grounding of flights nationwide. It was indeed a worker who accidentally deleted computer files while upgrading the notice to air mission system. The agency says there's no evidence of a cyber attack or any malicious intent. A Walmart shooting last night in Evansville, Indiana. Suspect chased through the store, exchanging gunfire with police, eventually shot and killed. At least one person was wounded and taken to the hospital. This is ABC News. Attention all business owners who rent or lease space, including storage space. Stop wasting your money paying someone else for your space. You can now save a ton of money and own your own building with unbelievable extended end-of-year sale prices from General Steel. That's right. Start saving money every month on renting space from others. Just call 888-74-STEEL to see how General Steel can help you save money. Our 50-year structural warranty buildings are custom designed for your needs and save you a ton of money. Call 888-74-STEEL. Take it from a successful entrepreneur. If you need to expand or start a new business, you need General Steel. Great team and the competitive pricing is the reason I went with General Steel. Call 888-74-STEEL now and you can get any of our popular quick construction structures, including a 40 by 60 foot building or a 50 by 100 clear span building. Act fast because for a limited time only, General Steel is extending its end of year savings. Call 888-74-STEEL. That's 888-747-8335. 888-74-STEEL. On WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. 
Are you looking for a trusted partner who knows AT&T business inside and out? ABS Communications is an organization built on the premise that telecom solutions and working with companies like AT&T can often be complicated and the customer needs someone to help them navigate through these complexities. They make complex simple. Whether it's helping maintain, manage, or secure your business, ABS Communications is here to help all your business telecom and mobility needs. Their business was built with the goal of simplifying the process of connectivity for the customer and establishing a long long-term relationship of trust through transparency and accountability. ABS Communications is a top five AT&T authorized agent with over 200 years of AT&T technical experience. You can call Mark and the gang at 615-349-8588 or you can visit their website at abscomcomm.net. And remember, mention the McFarland Show to ABS and you could get up to $250 in a Visa gift card for new ABS business customers. Live from the WNSR Strike and Spare Studios. Just a bit outside. Now back to the McFarland Show with Darren McFarland and Fox 17's Justin McFarland. Call now at 615-844-5600. Oh, righty then. Now the McFarland Show with Darren and Justin. Second hour rolling along here on this Friday afternoon. Hope everybody's having a great day thus far. Darren and Justin here with you. We're at Tusculum Strike and Spare. Yes, sir. 5315 Nolansville Pike. As you can hear, the strike's happening. More oh, strikes. right there. You see that guy? I can tell. Right there. I didn't even see his role. He just absolutely fist bump. Like, yeah. I will say there's way more strikes than spares in here today. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'll take both. Don't absolutely. Get, don't get oh, me both, wrong. Both are great. I'll I'm just saying. Both. These people are good. Yeah. So come by and see us. We'll be here till. <laughs> 4 o'clock, if you're looking for something to do later today, when you're done with work, this would be the place to come hang out. Try to see if you can get your name on the 300-game club over here to the left or, or, of us. Or the 710 club. The 710. That's, we that's learned the exclusive lot. club there. The, the 710 club. The 710 is evidently really, I mean, I know it's hard, but I didn't realize the levels. Yeah. Of how hard it is. They describe it like getting struck by lightning hard, it would seem. They said a hole-in-one is easier. A 300 Jeez. is easier. I'm Jeez. like, really? Jeez. All right, let's bring in David Beauclair. I don't know what his bowling game is like, but he is a Beauclair, so I suspect he's probably pretty good. I, he bet, covers, you, I bet you David can bowl. I bet he can, too. I bet he can. Uh, he's on the line with us from uh, SI.com. He covers the Titans for them. David, how we doing? I'm I'm good, and I am fair at best when it comes to bowling. I I will say back in my uh, back in my younger days, I topped 200 once in my oh. life. But oh. but I did it. I will say this: I did it in a league championship match. So I stepped up big when it counted. Oh, see, I like the way you threw that in there. That does up the stakes. Uh, you know, you up the ante, right? Mm-hmm. When the, yep. the 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 lights were bright, the stage was big, and you're like, "That's when I had my best game." That's exactly right. That's that's I, that's how I brought it back in my bowling days. Wow, yeah. I like that, Dave. Well, then you're you're <laughs> above us. Then just with that bowling game alone, you're better than us. So good for you because I have not hit 200 before. Well, I've tried. I've well, come close. You're not you're not far behind. Like I said, that was the <laughs> one and only time. But I'll take it. So. People are excited for Rand yeah. Carthen. And I know, look, and I said this in the first hour, you're supposed to be excited, but that's okay. I'm not trying to temper people's excitement. I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer, but this is what you're supposed to feel, and I get it. 
if you listen to him today, if you watch the press conference today, there's a whole lot of you know, there's a whole a lot of reasons to be excited, right? Yeah, I, I mean, there, there's two things that uh, that really stuck out to me. No, number one is he didn't stand up there like a guy who who felt like he had all the answers. Um, you, you see that a lot of times, particularly particularly with people who, who get a position like this for the first time. Like they think, uh, they think being selected for this means that, that they now have all the answers, everything they've ever thought is right, and, and, and you know, the world's going to have to deal with them. He, he strikes me as a guy who feels like he's, he's constantly looking for the answers, uh, you know, whatever, whatever the, the roster problem of the day or the week or the season is, you know, it, it's, it's a constant uh, it's a constant grind, which is which is exactly what it is. So I, I think there's, uh, you know, I think there's reason to be emboldened if you're a fan by that, you know, because this is this is a guy who the first time he makes a decision that doesn't work out his way, he's not going to be scratching his head. Oh, well, wait a minute, I, you know, I, I thought I had this all figured out. Now what do I do? I mean, it, 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 uh, he strikes me as as understanding that you know you, you just. You just go through this. Some things are going to work better than others, and you keep going. And the, the other thing that, that's interesting is about 20 minutes before the press conference started today, he dropped into the, the media workroom just to say hello and, uh, and say, I look forward to getting to, to know all you folks personally over time, and, and I know you've got a job to do, and we're going to, you know, we're going to find a way to work together and whatnot. And uh, as far as I can remember, that's, that's one more time than John Robinson ever dropped into the, the media room. And uh, not, that, not that, you know, being nice to the media is going to make you a good general manager in the NFL, but I, but I say that because I think you can look at that as, as maybe evidence of how he deals with people and, and not just his scouts and, and the coaches and whatnot. And, if, you know, if, if, there's, if there's something to it in that respect – He's already the closest this thing has this team has had to Floyd Reese since Floyd had the job. You know, Floyd was a guy you could talk football with all day. You could talk about anything with, and it, it was funny. You 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 knew you you would hit on a sensitive subject with him when he would clam up, and 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 that you know that that was the only time like Floyd didn't yeah. didn't want to talk to you. But then you go to to Mike Reinfeld who wanted nothing to do with the media, to Rustin Webster who who I think is a good guy at heart and wanted to be a good guy, but was so distrustful of the media that you, you couldn't even have a conversation with him about the weather. You know, it, it felt like he, I think he felt like you were always trying to angle for something. And, uh, and John Robinson was, was sort of a guy, he, was, he, he, wanted a, he wanted to have a good relationship with the media when it served him well, when, you know, when, when he felt like having a good relationship. But then the other times, it, it was like you were a complete enemy of the state. And, uh, you know, it was, it was always tough to know what you were going to get with him from, from day to day. So if, uh, you know, if, if there's something to that in terms of, you know, how, you deal, how he's going to deal with everybody in the building and create a sense of, you know, we're all in this together for one common goal and whatnot, I, I would say, again, that he is, he is the closest thing that they've had to Floyd Reese. And, and I think by any measure, Floyd Reese had a very successful tenure as general manager. All right, we've got a blooming onion on the table, and so let's start sifting through the layers, okay? Let me, I'll try my best to, to rifle through a couple layers before I turn it over to Justin. So let's just start with the whole quarterback situation because that position is so incredibly important. One, what did you make of 
I guess, the Instagram emoji of the fingers crossed with uh, Rand Carthen. How do you think he's going to handle Ryan Tannehill, the quarterback room? Uh, there's a lot of work to be done, but let's start with the most important position. How do you think Rand Carthen begins to tackle that position for the Titans? Well, I mean, the first question you have to ask is, is Ryan Tannehill the, the guy, the right guy, the guy that we can win with? He has one year left on his contract. He was asked specifically about Ryan Tannehill today and, and said, you know, it's not fair to ask me about that. I need to, I need to take time. I need to, to look at the whole situation. And uh, I, I think, though, I, 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 it's, it's, not, it's not a slam dunk that he's back. It's not a slam dunk. That, that he is he is gone next year. I mean, there there are real positives to making either one of those decisions. I, I I think the biggest thing is, you know, the big change you've seen in the NFL the last couple of years is that is that there are quarterbacks to be had during the off season nowadays, where that they, you know that didn't used to be the case. Like you you look at a guy like Derek Carr, for example, who's who's going to be available, and you know, a few years ago. Uh, if you had a guy like Derek Carr, you, you, you said to yourself, well, okay, maybe he's not the best quarterback in the NFL, but at least he's good enough to be a starting quarterback, so we have to hang on to him. I, I mean, there are, there are going to be options. You know, Trey Lance is, is a guy, I think, I think it's pretty clear that he was saying, hey, if I'm going to be out of San Francisco, I'd love to, to be with Rand Carson some more. And, uh, uh, you know, there, there's also the Jimmy Garoppolo, if you're talking about uh, – if you're talking about Carson and ties, you know what happens if Lamar Jackson gets on the market, and uh, you know how does how does that change everything? There's you know there's Baker Mayfield, there's Sam Darnold. It, it goes it goes on and on. I, you know the the question you're asking for if you're the Titans is how does you know how does Ryan Tannehill's salary fit into the big picture for what we everything we need to do for this roster, and and can we win? And if not. Who's a cheaper option? Who can who can still come in here and, and help us keep going or get back to uh, get back to being a playoff team? Okay, let's go to another important position as we peel back the layers of this onion. Let's uh, the left tackle is kind of an important position, yeah. especially if you're a quarterback. Uh, there is absolute Twitter gold, by the way, out there on Dennis Daly, where he got shade thrown out at him from a from a stripper. So that that that's just amazing. If you haven't seen the Twitter gold, allegedly, yeah, allegedly, yes, but it is out there, and if you can enjoy it, whether it's real or fake, you can enjoy it. Uh, we know Dennis Daly's not going to be back, but I had to throw that in there. Justin was right. showing me that, and I, I don't think I've stopped laughing <laughs> from, so from that. Uh, alleged. Taylor, yeah, well, whatever. I mean, it's still funny. Uh, Taylor Lewan, what, what do you think they're going to do with Taylor Lewan? Is he back? Do you think he's gone? How are they going to dress left tackle? I, I, I think Taylor Lewan, and, and Taylor Lewan has pretty much said as much. I, I mean, he has, he has to go. The only way he comes back – is uh, is on a is on a renegotiated deal where he makes less money. I mean, you when you can when you have a guy coming off two reconstructive knee surgeries in three years, who who's been in the league what nine years now? He's he's three years removed from his last Pro Bowl appearance, and you can save fourteen point eight one million dollars against the salary cap by cutting him. I mean, it's just it's just bad business if you don't cut him. And that's you know that's not to say that that Taylor Lewan can't get back to being a good left tackle in this league. It's, it's just, you know, 
the way this deal was done, you have to make that move right now. And, uh, and you've got to draft somebody at that spot. You, you probably have to sign a free agent. You, you, I mean, you probably have to double up in that way and, and see who your, who your best guy is because there's, there's certainly no indication that Dylan Radens is ready to be your left tackle. Uh, Nicholas Petit Frere maybe could move over there after having started at right tackle for a year. I mean, Michael Roos did that successfully, but I don't think anybody is, is comparing Nicholas Petit Frere with, uh, with Michael Roos right now. So, uh, um, that, that's going to be, you know, the offensive line is, is going to be a huge priority this offseason. And, and that's what makes the Tannehill situation tougher, right? Like, you're going to need to throw money at the offensive line. To protect your quarterback, you know, so can you keep the same quarterback and pay him what you're scheduled to pay him and, and do the things you need to do to protect him? Or do you need to move on from him, save some more money that way so that you can protect whoever is back there? Were you surprised that he kind of gave the ringing endorsement of, of the running game? Because it's not the, that's, not the cool, that's not what the cool kids do these days. David, no. praise the running game. Were you a little bit surprised by that, or do you think there was something behind that? No, I mean, he, he was a running back as a player, right? I mean, he was, uh, <laughs> he, he was, he was Florida's leading rusher for one year. Yeah. His father was a, was a fullback, you know? Like, I, I wanted to ask, but it, it, really, wasn't, <laughs> it really wasn't appropriate on a, on a day like this because it, it, it's kind of a funny thing. But I wanted to ask him, how do you feel about the fact that there is no fullback on the Titans roster right now? You know, like, I can't imagine that fits well with him. So uh, I, I think it, it, it makes perfect sense that, that he looks at, uh, looks at a guy like Derrick Henry and, and says, yeah, you know, I, I can win games with that guy and possibly win a championship with them. And, uh, I mean, Derek, Derek's best days are, are behind them, but, but even a, a less-than-best Derrick Henry is still among the better running backs in the league. I mean, we saw that this year, 1,500 yards, second in the league in rushing, and, and that's even having missed a game. So um, even, even if he continues to decline, he's still a 1,000-yard back in this league easily if he stays healthy. Very much so. Uh, David, what do you make that it would certainly seem like nobody's in charge? Who's in charge of this team? Because we heard a whole lot about collaboration today. So at the end of it, David, who's in charge here? Well, you know, I, I'm, I, you'd like to think that, uh, that, that Mike Vrabel is in charge of the, the players and, and Rand Carthage is in charge of the personnel department and and where they, you know, where things come together is, is, you know, on decisions that have to be made that they, that they can actually agree on something. Now, sometimes you're going to have to agree to disagree, but, but still a choice has to be made. And, uh, I, I, I mean, I, I think that gets overblown sometimes that the, the number of, the number of times that, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know, but I, I imagine it's, it's really unusual that, that the coach and general and manager come to just an absolute standpoint. I mean, they, they can't be running to Amy Adams Strunk and say, you know, Amy, you, you've got you've to pick one of these guys. I want this guy. He wants that guy. We can't agree on it, so you pick. I mean, if, that, if that's the way business is being conducted, you know, you're in trouble. So, I, I mean, yeah, the, the word collaboration was, in fact, I, I want to go back through the transcript when I have it all done and, and see how many times the word collaboration came up today because it was, uh, it, it was thrown around a lot. But I think there's, you know, if, if you're a professional at whatever you do, I mean, that, that's part of it. No, you, you can't 
put your foot down and throw a tantrum and say, if I don't get this guy, I'm going to take my ball and go home, right? I mean, you, this, at the end of the day, a decision has to be made, and uh, uh, I think uh, I think those two, for the most part, will will agree, even if even if one of them is not happy. I, I mean, it, uh, a, a decision has to be made, and and I guess Rand Carson ultimately will be the guy that makes it. I, I, you know, we'll, we'll see. I, I don't know if he, you know, they've, they've announced him as general manager. I, I would assume his official title will be executive vice president, though, and, and uh, uh, that, that seems to be the, the mode. So, it, you know, it, it's, it, it, it's become much more of a thing where, you know, it, it's not the coach or the general manager lording over the coach. It, that, that's sort of an old school mentality. The, the, the owners, the NFL owners, are so much more involved on a day-to-day basis now that it's sort of those two are on the same level, and uh, and they each report directly to the owner. The football knowledge was really flying from him today. He quoted some of everybody. Uh, Bill Parcells, I think he. I was quoting from talking about, you know, running games. He seems to kind of take from wherever he's been. It doesn't seem like he's got a a solid base, like, you know, he's really that guy or he's really a, a, this disciple. He seems to have really taken from almost everybody he's ever worked with. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. That that seems to be sense. And, and even and not just everybody he's worked with, but people that his father worked with too. You know, yes. keep in mind his father wasn't just a player. His father was a longtime assistant coach in this league. I, mm-hmm. I I would assume his you know his father has been a real sounding board for him as he's progressed up the personnel ranks. And uh, you know that 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 kind of goes back to what I said originally. This is a this isn't a guy who gives you the impression that he thinks. He has all the answers. He he wants to know what people have to say, and it, and it makes perfect sense in his mind that you know you look at you look at what Bill Parcells accomplished in his career, and and if you know something that Bill Parcells said probably should carry some weight with you as you uh, as you make your way up the ranks in this business. So uh, I, you know I, he he's uh, I think I think the, the his his pedigree in that he is a second generation. NFL player, although his career was was not a spectacular one by any stretch of the imagination as a player, and and then a you know coach slash executive kind of thing. I I think that uh, I think that serves him uh, that serves him really really well. It's it, it's not always the case in these things, but uh, but it it seems like it has with him. Do you fully expect to see some former San Francisco or people who are currently with San Francisco uh, wearing tight and blue? Uh, next year, uh, people that you know we may not be thinking of right away, the same way we saw guys like Jonathan Joseph and Zach Cunningham and Stephen Koskowski uh, on the Titans team because, in large part, of their connections with uh, the general manager, the head coach. Yeah, I, I, absolutely, I do. I think, uh, and I think that'll be that'll be one of the really interesting storylines and, and something that'll be worth watching as we get into the off season and the free agency signing period. It's been it's been such a thing with with Mike Brabel and and you know his 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 obvious desire to work with players and coaches that he already knows to some degree and, mm-hmm. and, and has, has an impression of what they do. And, and you know, you see this, you've, you've seen the same thing happen with Arthur Smith in Atlanta, right? He, oh, he's taking that yeah. same mentality down there with, with his coaching staff. You know, a guy like Frank Bush is on there and, and, and all the former Titans who have ended up mm-hmm. a, a, as 
players down there. It, it, it's it's kind of it's kind of the way this this league seems to be moving right now. And uh, uh, you know, I, 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 I absolutely do think there will be some 49ers coming this way during the off season and probably during the course of the season too, as you as you deal with injuries and you know the way we've seen the roster move here these last couple of years. David, it's going to be really interesting to see how all this plays out moving forward, for sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it, it's funny. It, it, it strikes me, and I think everybody, you know, probably took for granted that you know, with with John Robinson in this job, right, a, a Tennessee guy, a guy who grew up rooting for the Titans. I, I think, I think for a long time, most people felt like you know, this guy's going to have this job forever, right? You you just never thought, and certainly. After after three straight playoff appearances, two division titles, everything like no one no one saw the, this change coming. So there there's a there's a real element of wow, this is this is unexpected, this is exciting, this is new. Let's you know let's see what happens uh, around all of this. And uh, and you know like like you said, Darren, it, it's pretty tough at your introductory press conference to to have people coming away saying, well, ah, geez, I don't know about that guy, but. Uh, um, you know, he, he did the job today. He, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see, we'll see what happens here going forward now. No doubt about it. David, appreciate the visit as always. Thank Have you, a sir. great weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for having me, boys. Have a great weekend. All right. You do the same. David Beauclair. I like the fact that he used the word ball. Okay. He used that and he used spare or strike, strike, strike. He used strike. And ball in there. So very good. Thank you. Very okay. well done. Cool. He's a veteran. He's a veteran. <laughs> he is he knows that. what he's doing. All right, we'll come back. We'll open up the phone lines. We're wide open the rest of the hour. 615-844-5600 is our phone number. We're live here at Tusculum Strike and Spare at 5315 Nolansville Pike. We'll be here until 4 o'clock. More of the McFarland Show next here on WNSR. Located at 5410 Murfreesboro Road in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers is one-stop shopping for all your liquor, beer, and wine needs and has been a multiple winner annually in the best of Rutherford County voting for best liquor store and top wine shop. Featuring the lowest prices, the best customer service with unsurpassed knowledge, City Slickers offers the largest craft beer selection in Rutherford and southeastern Davidson counties and has beer on tap at its Growler Filling Station. City Slickers also sells mixers, sodas, snacks, tobacco products, and the Tennessee Lottery and can place special orders and assist with all your events and even wedding planning. Make sure you follow City Slickers on all their social media or just give them a call at 615-280-7469. That's 615-280-7469. Located in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, this is Joe Cordell. Cordell & Cordell is a firm that practices family law exclusively. 
We focus on only one area of the law to maximize our strength and effectiveness as advocates for clients that have everything on the line, their homes, retirement, savings, and most importantly, their children. We're the partner our clients count on. If we can be of help to you, give us a call. Schedule an appointment with one of Cordell and Cordell's Nashville area attorneys. 810 Crescent Center Drive, Suite 160, Franklin, Tennessee, 37067. Dazzling diamonds, royal rubies, elegant emeralds, and stunning sapphires. Now's the time to discover an exquisite variety of radiant, prize-winning jewels that are set to take your breath away. This gorgeous, one-of-a-kind display won't be found at the finest jewelry stores, but rather at your nearest tennis lottery retailer with jumbo bucks jewels instant games collect glistening top prizes of up to three hundred thousand dollars and make every win sparkle only from the tennessee lottery game-changing fun please play responsibly hey guys it's zach from the afternoon stretch i want to invite you to t-line thursday january 26 to join bruno reagan and myself for our live show t-line is located at 106 duluth avenue in nashville and we will be there from 4 to 6 p.m and you can meet bruno and me most importantly me in person come hang out enjoy the great food games and join the fun with us january 26 from 4 to 6 p.m live from nashville's first curling venue t-line nashville Back here on the McFarland Show, we're having fun here at Tusculum Strike and Spare, fifty-three fifteen, Nolansville Pike. Someone just came in and asked for the big cheese. Yeah, but I think he was being sarcastic. I think he, I think he knows I think who he the was big cheese like, is. Um, yeah, exactly. He's like, you're talking yeah. to the big cheese. Yeah, I'm like, okay, gotcha. I be the man around here. I got you, Mike. I got you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 615-844-5600 is how you can get in touch with us. Now, I told you that I reached out to someone in the 49ers organization. And I said, hey, mm-hmm. can you tell me a little bit about Rand Carthon? Okay. Okay, he's going to get sworn in here. He's going to take an oath on Friday to be the best general manager ever. You still have to show me this oath. Maybe the oath, the oath is off camera. So is the oath in another secret location away from the – because I haven't seen this oath. No, before the press conference. This didn't go out over the air, but they go, all rise. And so, yeah. We do an oath. Oh, yeah. Amy Adams Strunk came in, and she had some, I don't know, looked like a Titans Titans media guide, I think, maybe. Playbook. I think it was a Titans media guide. Okay. And he had to put his left hand on that and raise his right hand. Raise his right hand and – so I, Amy administers the oath. Yeah. They don't bring in a look, former Titan. Look, I don't, don't know if they want all this stuff going out over okay. the air. But all right. it, you know, that's Didn't what was know. going on. Yeah, He gets sworn in. So I just said, hey, you've been working with Rand. What is he like? Can you lend a little insight into the new general manager right. of the Titans? And I will read you word for word what was uh, said back on that front. They were nice enough to respond. Ran will be fantastic for the Titans and Nashville. Everyone in our building loves Ran. We're excited for his opportunity, but sad that he's leaving us. He's easy to talk to and really connects with everyone. He has a great sense of humor. I'm sure you guys will enjoy working with him. Hmm. I'll be watching the press conference tomorrow. Of course, I reached out yesterday to someone in. That was someone 
within the 49ers organization, somebody who's been working with Rand Carthon, and their response to me of, hey, can you tell me a little bit about it? What was your experiences like with him? Give me a little insight into what the Titans have just hired as their next general manager. What can you tell me about him? Yeah. Rand will be fantastic for the Titans and Nashville. Everyone in our building loves Rand. We're excited for his opportunity, but sad that he's leaving us. He's easy to talk to and really connects with everyone. This really says a lot about what our theme has already been today, right? From the callers. Well, no, just like you can relate to him. Like no, he's a relatable. Guy, he's right? very relatable. Yeah, right, okay. he's very relatable. Said, which theme? Okay, Well, yes. this is coming from someone in the 49ers organization. He's yes. easy to talk to and really connects with everyone. Has a great sense of humor. I'm sure you guys will enjoy working with him. So, again, I just repeated, that's coming from someone inside the 49ers organization when I asked them to lend a little insight on Rand Carthen. So Very cool. Uh, yeah, I was, look, I appreciate that. And I, I don't know how this is all going to play out, but that tells you a little bit about what the Titans have hired. And, look, I just – I like to connect dots a lot. I follow popcorn trails. I read body language. Look, I, I take a lot of guesses. I've done it for 23 years, and luckily, more times than not, I'm right. Okay. Okay? My gut feelings are right. They're not always right. I swing and miss sometimes, like everybody else. Sure. But I don't make a habit of it. Yeah. I can tell you that, or I won't be talking about it if I don't feel very strongly about it. Mm -hmm. That tells me. There, look, I almost – look, if we were playing – thank goodness we weren't playing a drinking game of collaboration today no. during the press because today's <laughs> show would have been messy. Yeah. Like Adam Johnson, who's here with us today, probably would have finished out the show. Because, Maybe so. Because people would have been like, man, I can't understand these two. Like, yeah. what, what's going out. on? Wouldn't and they're like – well, they were playing a collaboration drinking game yes. today. And While it was like, listening oh, to the Titans presser. Oh, I got it. Oh, okay. Well, no wonder. My goodness. <laughs> the fact they're even sitting upright yes. and able to even put out a word is amazing. <laughs> but the point of that, Justin, in all seriousness, is it seems like John drifted. Right? And like I'm not we're not over there. Yeah. No, I understand. You, you know, you're right. It does seem like Bob, you know, that he he drifted a little bit, yes. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yes. The fact that they are driving home collaboration. Well, you heard David Beauclair. Yes. Right? Talk about kind of what it was like being around. That was – I didn't have any bad experiences with John Robinson. Neither did I. But I wasn't – I'm not over there like I used I'm not, to be. No, exactly. The two of us and neither used am to I, be, yes. The two of us used to be over there. All yeah, that. We're not lot, over lot there more, like we sure. used to be, no. right? So – but it did kind of have the feel, especially – you know, again, I, this is not here to, to go back and like let's trample John Robinson. He's gone. No, I'm just saying. If you remember the preseason game this year, he jumped in the booth. Yeah, with Charles Davis. Yes, and the play by uh, Dan I'm Henning, sorry. I, whatever. I, I'm, I, sorry. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Dan. I think it's Dan. The play by play. I'm guy. sorry. John Robinson just in the middle of the interview just like took his headset like, you know, reference like. Nothing good has happened while I've been here. So he just took his headset off and walked away. I thought that was a little strange. I mean, I'm just going to be totally honest. Like, you're on the broadcast. Like, you're, you're doing a preseason game. So maybe, 
I don't know, the pressure. I don't know. Maybe things started getting John Robinson. That's pretty natural. It's a tough job. It is a tough job. Okay, and you hope they're Rand Carlon. Is it gonna is it gonna change and start, you know, feeling the pressure and change? It just felt like it seems like there is this theme that John Robinson was kind of pulling back from everybody, right? He was kind of pulling back, well, maybe trying to start to do things on his own. So or just basically like, hey, hey, you know, if I'm going down, I'm going to do going down my way. And that's that. <laughs> he doubled down. He doubled down. He doubled down. Right. And so, anyway, it doesn't feel like the people that were, you know, that that description of Rand Carthon, what people have called in today and said, the feel today, it doesn't feel like that's what you're getting with Rand Carthon. You're getting a guy, a pretty genuine guy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> But John Robinson could have been viewed that way when he was hired, too. I was right? going to say, good old he, boy from the listen, state of Tennessee. Everybody loved John Robinson yeah, yeah. when he was hired. Yep. A guy from Union City. How many football, NFL football minds are you going to get from Union City, Tennessee? No disrespect to our good friends out there in West Tennessee. But how many NFL football minds you get from that particular community? How great is it that we had a guy who honestly really does bleed Titan blue? You know, here, running the football team, everybody loved him. He he talked the vernacular. He was from the area. He felt the part here. And then it didn't work out. And ultimately, it's not going to be what Rand Carthen has to say in a press conference today that is going to leave the legacy of exactly who he's going to be as general manager. It is going to be the players that he brings in here and the success or failures they have on the football field, the 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 legacy of Rand Carthen is uh, is not even in town today. They are not in Nashville. They are in a college football field somewhere working out. They are on Playing somebody else's team, team yep, yep. this weekend. There's some backup guy with the 49ers, some third string tight end that we don't know anything about that's going to be on this football team next year because that's Rand Carthen's guy. His, some Delaney Walker. Delaney Walker. A backup guy yeah. that's going to come here and third string tight light end. the world on fire. Some special teams safety that has been playing very well on special teams for the 49ers this year. But then next year... He's going to be either a starter or very close to it, you know, a role player here on this team. The other thing I want to say very quickly about uh, John, uh, John uh, about uh, Rand Carthen is this. I will say, and, and again, not to bag on, on John Robinson. John Robinson went to Southeast Missouri State. He never played in the NFL. He was an executive uh, and worked his way up and earned his stripes. I'm not trying to say he didn't earn his position. He most certainly did. Rand Carthen is a guy... He played big-time college football. He played at the Swamp, okay? Then went and played with Peyton Manning, okay? He's, he's been at the seat and at the table around big-time games, big-time settings. He completely understands what he's walking into. Not that John Robinson didn't. Again, I don't want to, you know, just, just throw the man like, you know, he doesn't know anything. No, he did too. But he, Rand Carthen, has a different feel. And if you don't think the conversations between Rand Carthen as a former SEC and NFL football player and Vrabes, as he kept calling them today, is a little different because they both have locker room, NFL locker room, big-time college football mentality, then, you know, I, I'm sorry, you're mistaken. There is, a, there is a brotherhood there that I've already felt between the two, and it's only been a few minutes. 
but it's based on that. It's based on a similar backdrop that the two men already have. 615-844-5600. Let's go to Bob in Antioch. Bob, what's up? Good afternoon, guys. How are you all, man? I've got a predator question. Uh, the goaltending uh, is obviously the strength of the team. Uh, do you foresee any scenario uh, wherein they will uh, try to trade Lankinen and see what uh, what they can get for him and then bring up Askarov? And that, that scenario does not necessarily have to depend upon whether they're inside or outside the uh, the playoffs when they do it. But I was just curious. Well, about, well hold on a second, Bob, before you go. So what – what are you trying to accomplish, or what are you fixing by doing that? Well, the the way everybody, I, th- I think everybody realizes what it's, it's going to be a uh, a gradual improvement. Uh, if you know whatever whatever they do, that they can't fix it overnight uh, because of things that you know have been talked about many, many, many times. So I was just thinking uh, they've got three. Excellent. With two excellent goalies plus uh, an excellent prospect, uh, and it seems like uh, one of those two goalies behind Saros could bring uh, quite a bit, either in draft choices, you know, or, or whatever. And I, and I was just curious about whether you had ever, you know, mulled about that or heard anything about that. No, the only one that's going to bring a haul will be a scar off, and they're not trading him. I was going to say, what could you even get for Lankin? Yeah, Lankin, and I mean, look, he's a great dude, uh, and he's done a great job. Sure. But he, don't forget, he was on the scrap heap, I mean, for the most part. He was awful last year, but he played for an awful team. He's been really good here, and, and maybe this was, well, you know, spots, the best though, thing. He's been for, really good as a backup. This has been the best place. Maybe this has been the best place for him, yeah. but I don't really know what you're going to get. With him, Bob. Last night was a bad loss. Like I, I just, you know. Oh, I know. I know. I, it, last I, night, I know. look. I, I'm not trying to avoid your question. I'm not poo-pooing your question. I'm saying they got bigger fish to fry right now than they're than worrying about their goaltender situation. You know what well, I mean? I like just, they right, got to fix totally, this. I, I totally agree with you. And uh, as we've as we've talked about before, uh, you know, it, it's not going to be easy because I mean they're they're stuck in the middle. Uh, and so that that was just the thought that I had. Maybe you know. Uh, at the trade deadline, there might be a team, you know, desperate for any kind of a goalie, and maybe what would Lankin and bring, and you know, stuff like that. But I mean, I totally agree with you. Last night was was bad. I have one more question, which sort of is connected to the Titans' new GM. Do you detect uh, a degree of restlessness among Predator fans because the Titans have? Made a move at GM, and the Predators uh, <laughs> basically have him as a uh, Supreme Court justice in tenure. Well, I'm glad you laughed. I- I'm not sorry, me, I don't want because wanna... I laughed I'm at sorry. Ball Boy yeah. on Friday about <laughs> Tennessee losing to Kentucky. I'm not laughing Bob, anymore at callers because I'm gonna get made to look stupid. Bob, I only chuckled uh, because I-, I almost felt this coming. Uh, to a certain degree, that either you or maybe Nate from Columbia or somebody would call no, I'm not, with I'm this, not and, that and camp, that's why I'm chuckling. By the way. I, I'm not in that camp. I, I just, uh, I mean, well, I, I just, you, you uh, then you're in the minority. I'll just say that. And, and I hate to use this term because it's so cliche, but I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I, I think that it, it's it's going to be a long way out. They're like stuck in the middle of the forest. Uh, yeah, but I, I. I, I was just curious because you guys connect with all fans from all over 
Middle Tennessee, and, and I was suspecting that there was just a tremendous <laughs> the reaction uh, to what the Titans had done, and the Predators have not done anything. Yep. No, it's it's a it's a good point, Bob. Appreciate phone calls always. Have a great weekend. We'll we'll discuss that it, oh, yeah. uh, on the other side. It, last night, look, there's just no way around it. Last night was a bad loss. Like St. Louis has got starters missing all over the place, mm-hmm. not playing important players, not playing, and you know they basically got housed in St. Louis. It's just a team that you're fighting for a playoff position yeah. with. So team anyway, right below you. We'll we'll discuss that on the other side and more as we continue on. Here from Tusculum Strike and Spare at 5315 Nolansville Pike as you listen to The McFarland Show on Nashville Sports Radio. Nashville's first curling venue is here at T-Line Nashville. Come check out T-Line Nashville and experience the world's fastest growing winter sport today. Curling is a fun and simple sport that's a perfect outing for friends, corporate events, families, or parties. T-Line also has classic bowling and modern bowling mini games. With over 20 HD TVs, you can come watch your favorite teams and some of the best food and drinks here in Nashville in the large bar and grill area. They also have an outdoor area with a fire pit and you can't forget the live music. T-Line Nashville is a one-stop shop for a great night out. Located at 106 Duluth Avenue and online at tlinenash.com. You can book your party now or give them a call at 615-439-1024. That's 615-439-1024. And make sure you give them a follow on Instagram and Facebook at tlinenash for all the news, events, and updates. T-Line Nashville, Nashville's first curling venue is here. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. When the prospect of divorce becomes a reality, you need a partner that you can count on. If you're a man in this situation, consider contacting Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men navigate complex legal matters for 30 years. Online at CordellCordell.com, 317-322-0122, 101 West Ohio Street, Suite 1250, Indianapolis, Indiana, 46204. Joseph Cordell, licensed in Missouri and Illinois only. Golfers, tee it up this Thursday through Sunday at Edwin Watts Golf Shops for the Callaway Fitting Event and be the first to score the new Paradigm Woods and Irons. The woods are engineered with forged carbon to maximize distance and forgiveness. The irons feature a forged face for increased launch speed and spin. A new paradigm in performance. Go to WorldwideGolfShops.com and reserve your free custom fitting experience happening this Thursday through Sunday. Edwin Watts Golf Shops, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee Hey guys, it's Zach from the Afternoon Stretch. I want to invite you to T-Line Thursday, January 26th to join Bruno Reagan and myself for our live show. T-Line is located at 106 Duluth Avenue in Nashville and we will be there from 4 to 6 p.m. And you can meet Bruno and me, most importantly me, in person. Come hang out, enjoy the great food, games, and join the fun with us January 26th from 4 to 6 p.m. live from Nashville's first curling venue, T-Line Nashville. Here we go. 
615-844-5600. McFarland Show rolling right along here on this Friday afternoon. A lot of people starting to pick up their bowling balls and Mm -hmm. roll them down the lane. And some are rolling strikes. Some are rolling spares. And some are just rolling. Yeah. Yeah. Right into the gutter. I still say we've seen more strike than spare today. It's, we, it's been good. We've seen hosts on this radio station that have been rolled right into the gutter, you know? Why do we want to what? talk about that now? What? Why do we want to bring that up? That was up? funny. Come bring on. bring that up at he 345 would... on a Friday afternoon. There's Come no on. need for that. Come on. There's just no need. That was funny. No yeah. one laughed. Literally, I got crickets. I, I thought mean, that was funny. The person listening, that they, they're laughing. Well, they know. I'm glad they got All it. All right. And all serious. So then I'll just I'm done with the jokes today. Fine. Okay. I'll just be serious. Tough the rest room. of the Tough rest room. of the show. Tough room. So let's let's delve into Bob's question. Okay. Mm-hmm. You, you had a Tarasenko out, you had a Ryan O'Reilly out, you had other starters out, and that's a team that you were one point behind and a team you're battling with for a playoff spot. And the reality is not both of you are getting in the playoffs. Okay? It, there's there's, in my opinion, with what's left of this season, St. Louis and, and the Breds are not going to be two playoff teams. Somebody's going to get left out. Oh, now, you're they, saying, they both okay. could get left I, I, out. I, okay. I, the point is, you They're know, it's like, hey, well, they could, you know, so what? Yeah. Both of them could get it. Yeah. I don't see it. No, one of them's going, one of them's Some, not. Uh, okay. Well, no, no, I didn't say that. Okay. I said the chances of both of them getting in, I think, are Extremely slim. Okay. So the point is, you're battling them. Yeah. Like you're you're both not getting in. Yeah. And that's just a bad loss. I mean, five two, and there's what thirty seven games left in the season. Yeah. I think. Roughly. It, it's, it's tough. That's it's a tough road to it, climb. And, and right now, look, you can keep saying the best players. Have to perform, and I get it. It's true, but you know, it's also the head coach's job to, you know, motivate them. Their job is to make the yeah. well. They, he's doing that. John Hines is doing that, and I don't have any. John Hines is a great, is a great guy. I think he's a really good hockey coach, hockey mind. Okay, but at some point, as you know, mm-hmm. sports, professional sports, whether it's hockey football, whatever, they're all judged, whether it's front office people or coaches. They are judged by what happens. You think every coordinator – by the way, we've lost track of how many coordinators have been fired in the NFL in yeah, the last, it's not, last yeah, four it's, days. It's been a lot. Like, I, I've lost count. We yeah. could do a whole segment. Yeah. For some reason, we are in the let's change the coordinator. So do we believe – Titans, Ravens, Chargers. So it's yeah. not the players – it's all the coordinators, right? It, no, no, it's the players too. Yeah. But guess who takes the fall? Yeah. The, the coordinators. Well, the, the coaches. The coordinators are not under a salary cap. That that's what I'm saying. Like you <laughs> got you, you got contracts, yeah. contracts, you got draft picks, you yeah. got you've got investment, right? Mm-hmm. Ultimately, the coordinators are taking the fall. Yeah. For whatever happened in this season, you know, enter the whether it's the OC here, whether it's Greg Roman walking away, sure. whether it's now Jim Schwartz is the new D.C. Yeah. in Cleveland. Again, we Tampa. can go on. Tampa yeah. cleared house. Yeah. 
So we think it's, uh, it's the, the way, coaches? They cleared house, and a lot of the people who are leaving have Super Bowl rings. Yes. It's not like they're, you know, oh, they just got here and it didn't work out. No, no. These same people, Byron Leftwich, won the Super Bowl with Tom Brady two years ago. Not five, not ten, not twenty, two. <laughs> two years ago, they were celebrating on the stage. And today, you know, he's, he's, he's no good. Um, you know, that's kind of where we are. And, and Darren, I hear you. But I do want to take Bob's question, Bob from Antioch. I want to take his question a little bit differently. And, and this is what I want to say about that when talking about whether or not uh, Predators fans had envy because, you know, Titans fans are getting a new general manager and they're not. Well, this is the way I see it. The Titans, as of today, have introduced, and technically I guess the first guy they didn't introduce him, but they're on their fifth general manager since they have been here to Nashville. They're on general manager numero five since they've been here. The Predators have had one GM the whole time. They both, if you look at it, when things count, have achieved about the same amount of success. Neither one has won a championship. Neither one, you know, both have been on the doorstep. The doorstep, been to the finals, been to the place where they got the trophy in the building, but didn't finish. But the didn't job. finish it. Yep. So, really, honestly, is is the, is what the Predators doing as an organization any better than what the Titans are doing as far as switching general managers every few years or staying with the same general manager every year? I could argue very easily the results are exactly the same. Yep. At the end of it, you could. They're neither one. They both are in the playoffs consistently. Well, the Titans have actually been out for about a decade. But, they've, the been didn't do that. but they've been back in here of late. But they've been back in as of yep. late. They both have made runs. They both have great players, have developed a fantastic legacy. They've both been extent. one and dones. One and done. They've been number one seeds, and they've done all the stuff. All the stuff. Retiring numbers, and they still haven't won a championship. So whether or not you switch to GM every few years or you keep the same guy in place forever, you're still landing roughly at the same spot. And so I don't think the Predators fans should be jealous of the Titans at all because they're turning the page. You could have turned the page too. And who knows where you'd be? Would you be? Would you honestly be any better? How can you even well, possibly say that? The, the reality to that question is that's just what fans do. I mean, look sure. at social media, look at that's sports fine. talk radio. That's just what fans do. When it's not working, their immediate reaction always, and I mean always, not just in this market, sure. in every market in the country that has sports, yeah. okay? has sports teams, it's make a change, right? That's just what they sure. do. And it doesn't always listen. And sh- sometimes that works, and, and that was the right idea. And sometimes it, it doesn't. Don't. Right? It doesn't always work out like that. I, listen, the, the Chicago Bears, the team of my, you know, my youth, uh, they were clamoring for change. They wanted a new general manager, a new direction. Well, they got the change. They hired Ryan Pace to be their general manager. And what did he do? He came in and he looked at Mitchell Trubisky. He looked at. Um, uh, Patrick Mahomes, and he looked at Deshaun Watson and picked Mitchell Trubisky and traded up to get him. That's called career suicide. Okay, but they wanted to change. Yep. So this is the guy you brought in, and he made the wrong decision, and now it has changed your franchise forever. Scarred your franchise for a long time. I'm just saying, making the change isn't always the right idea. Keeping the same person, it it, it is really, it can go a lot of different ways. So don't pin it to one situation where the problem is we haven't changed. No, 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 no. But to answer Bob's question, 
there's a lot more in the camp of it's time for change. Sure. Okay. And here's the deal. Those people that are in those camps, they're not coming back. Like yeah. they're they're like not coming back as in they're not changing their mind. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. They're not going to change their mind. You you know that? I mean they're they're dead set in their oh, ways. Yeah. And it's time for a change. Because once you're tired of a guy, and you're tired of yeah, a guy. And you're yeah, not it, coming you know. back. They're not coming back. That yeah. group, that group or groups, they're not coming back. Yeah. They're not changing their mind. That's what yeah. I'm getting at. All right, we'll come back, wrap up the Friday edition of the McFarland Show, and we will do that next. Located at 5410 Murfreesboro Road in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers is one-stop shopping for all your liquor, beer, and wine needs and has been a multiple winner annually in the best of Rutherford County voting for best liquor store and top wine shop. Featuring the lowest prices, the best customer service with unsurpassed knowledge, City Slickers offers the largest craft beer selection in Rutherford and southeastern Davidson counties and has beer on tap at its Growler Filling Station. City Slickers also sells mixers, sodas, snacks, tobacco products, and the Tennessee Lottery and can place special orders and assist with all your events and even wedding planning. Make sure you follow City Slickers on all their social media or just give them a call at 615-280-7469. That's 615-280-7469. Located in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers. Are you tired of your current vehicle? Maybe looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle? Hey guys, it's Zach. Hayes Nissan of Rivergate is the best choice for your vehicle needs. Located at 1550 Galton Pike North in Madison, Hayes Nissan of Rivergate has been serving the Middle Tennessee community for over three decades. That gives you confidence that Hayes Nissan of Rivergate can find the perfect vehicle for your lifestyle and your budget. Their friendly and knowledgeable staff will make sure you are taken care of. I should know because I've seen it firsthand. Every vehicle I've purchased has been from Hayes Nissan of Rivergate, and I love the entire process. Now, I don't want you to forget about their award-winning parts and service department. It has everything you need to get you back on the road. Go visit them on the web at NissanofRivergate.com. They're open there 24-7, 365 days a year. Or give them a call at 615-865-7220. Again, that number is 615-865-7220. That's Hayes Nissan of Rivergate, where your dollar always goes farther. Howdy, folks. I'm back to remind you about the best steakhouse in Music City, Bob's Steak and Chop House. The only place in Middle Tennessee to get a five Wagyu steaks cooked to perfection. And when that special day rolls around to treat that special someone, make your reservation now at Bob's Steak and Chop House. From petit fillets to massive tomahawk ribeyes. When somebody asks, where's the beef? You tell them, Bob's Steak and Chop House. Make your Valentine's Day reservations now. And treat the best in your life with the best in Nashville. Bob's Steak and Chop House. At the Omni Nashville Hotel. It's the Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagans. I have not met you, Andrew, but I'd love to meet you someday. Yes, sir. What story do you want to tell down. him, Clay? Oh, about how you got ejected? Well, just how passionate of a Vanderbilt fan I am. He's so passionate that he is not able to attend games. Is that fair, Clay? That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> the Afternoon Stretch. Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. <laughs> Had a lot of fun here today at Tusculum Strike and Spare as yes, the sir. lanes have filled up. Darren and Justin here with you. Adam Johnson alongside, Ted Johnson alongside, mm -hmm. cast of hundreds, and Philip Cox back over here back at our desk. 
Thank you. Before get, we get out, thank here, you, bro. gentlemen. We yeah. appreciate y'all being here. Yeah, we, we appreciate y'all coming out both shows today. And, Thanks uh, for having and it means us. Means a lot. It really does. Our partnership is great, and we uh, and we look forward to many years to come. Yeah, thank we've you so had much, a lot sir. of fun here today, and it looks like everybody here in front of us is having fun too. Absolutely, absolutely. It's the play- best place to be. So, real quick, let's tell everybody the locations. I know you said fifteen. There's not fifteen here in in Middle Tennessee, That's right. but in this area. Tell her about your location. So we have uh, Hendersonville, which yep. is our, which our largest facility um, up northeast, and then um, Donaldson Plaza and Hermitage, both traditional bowling centers like this one here at Tusculum, and then Murfreesboro, uh, also the bowling entertainment center. So we got you covered all all over Middle Tennessee. I, I will say, my nephew loves your Hendersonville location. We've held birthday parties. I was there say, for I've been him. to birthday parties. I there. mean, he apparently that's the birthday spot for, yep. for kids. Up in that area, like you, they really enjoy themselves in there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's a it's a beautiful facility. If you haven't if you haven't been there, I'd highly encourage you to check it out. Yeah, sure. the first time I stepped foot in there was for a kid's birthday party. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. Yep. And they're running wild. They're having the time of their lives. But that, but that's cool because it builds memories, and ultimately, I guess that's what you want. Uh, bowling centers by building memories and and you know family fun and things like that family and friends and 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 the whole kit and caboodle right? yeah. business colleagues and, and all of that so we welcome you all well i'm happy because i've now checked off this was the last one to check off so i've been to all locations well you, you bowl you bowl at uh, at the hermitage one i know i bowled at hermitage times. many many times over the years <laughs> for sure just did it in murfreesboro i didn't bowl here today but i've been here so all right well, i'll have deal. to i'll have to take care of that the next go around. I've also Absolutely. got bowling center in my vocabulary now. Okay, part no of the more, lexicon now. No you more will of never the, say you know, I'm not going to say that again. <laughs> You'll never say alley. Apologies, again. sir. Apologies. <laughs> Phil, thanks for having us. <laughs> Thank you, gentlemen. Appreciate Thank it. Thank y'all. All right, that is Philip Cox. We've enjoyed our time here. Hey, enjoy your weekend. Hit one up one of their locations if you're looking for a fun time this weekend. That will do it for our show. Have a great weekend. We look forward to talking to you Monday at Tuesday. Stay tuned. Afternoon stretch is next. Oh.